The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Shady Rays. Let me tell you about Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast, tailor-made Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the drawing on April the 8th. And we're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all of the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb only two races on the schedule which means we push up our dfs episode here on the nascar gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb I'm Rod Gomez. Like we said, DFS episode coming to you a little bit earlier this week, given the fact that we have only two series on the track, on the dirt track, as it were, in Bristol. It's where they take every sandbox in the Bristol, Tennessee area, and they dump it all on the track, and they make everybody play in the sand for the weekend. It's so much fun, though, Cody. I mean, it's... It's a different approach. It was something that was was a fresh air, breath of fresh air, a couple of years ago. It still remains the same. Uh, I, I think as it was, steadily improving. I'll, I'm curious to see if they keep it the same way over the next few years, or if they refine it, or if they get rid of it all together. But for now, let's just enjoy it, shall we? Let's enjoy it. I hope they don't get rid of it. I enjoyed it. I think that we saw vast improvements from year one to year two. Again, like we talked about before earlier in the week. I expect improvements from week or year two to year three as well. Uh, I'd love to see it stick around. I don't know that it needs to be on Bristol. Let's let's take it to uh, Eldora. Let's bring it to Knoxville, Iowa, nice and close to me, please. Uh, I mean, there's uh, there's plenty of dirt tracks already established around the country that they could race these on. I hope that at least a dirt track continues to be uh, a part of the schedule each year. I enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun, uh, and yeah, it, it's so much fun to watch. Uh, again, I grew up as a dirt track fan. Uh, you know, going to the dirt tracks each and every week, it's fun to see the big boys, right, uh, get out and compete on the dirt tracks in their uh, in their NASCAR Cup Series cars and, and Truck Series cars and all that. Twenty twenty five, the Daytona Dirt Race. Oh, <laughs> you know how much 
you know how much uh, dirt would take for that rod? Uh, I'm I'm willing to to guess that it would be uh, if there was an over under on cubic whatever's. I don't know what the measurement tool is, but I would take the over on whatever it would be uh, to fill that that uh, whole entire track with dirt. Twenty three thousand cubic yards to fill Bristol, and it's uh much, 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 much smaller than Daytona. <laughs> well, okay, then multiply that by whatever it takes to get you to two and a half, and that's where you're at. So, mathematicians out there, uh, hit the Discord channel. Tell us exactly how much dirt it would take <laughs> to uh, to make the Daytona Super Speedway into a dirt track. And uh, would it still be a restrictor plate, though? That's the question. <laughs> I don't think you would need the restrictor plates. I think that that would be disastrous. I don't know. So I don't know don't, from a safety. don't even need to have that idea. Let's go back and edit that out so that nobody ever hears that and doesn't think that it might be a good idea, right? Because <laughs> you, they, somebody might be like, hey, you know, those guys mentioned we should look into this. Uh, I'm just saying, if it happens, I want all the credit for it. But and then if it turns into absolute <laughs> you, better chaos, you, you want the credit? I was That's about to I'm say, saying. I don't <laughs> want the No, no, no. I don't no. know if you want the credit. For I'll that. give it There's right already back. already established dirt tracks everywhere. Just pick one of those and let's go there. Hey, there's the a meantime. dirt track out here. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, that come out there here. Let's go. go. Hey, you need another California race, right? The Auto Club's gone off the schedule next year. Yeah, bring it up north. There you go. Let's take it. There you go. Um, all right. Again, it is the Food City Dirt Race. Uh, this is 250 mile, or 250 laps rather around this half mile track for a whopping 133.250 miles in Bristol, Tennessee. DFS prices have been out for a while now. Cody and I have been uh, putting together our favorite drivers, and we're about to give them to you uh, as we, we get started. Uh, again, this is a, a two-day event for qualifying and for, uh, for the race itself. Qualifying is a series of heat races that are going to take place on Saturday night starting about 6 o'clock Eastern time. So, as always, and, and especially even now, right, make sure you keep an eye on the qualifying efforts and the qualifying results because when you build your DFS lineups, again, there's 250 laps, so there's there's quite a few laps out here to be had. Um, and, and we've seen drivers kind of run away with some of these. Uh, so it's, it's imperative to get the right drivers. But also, um, paying attention to where they're starting is going to be a big thing. And, and watching those, those uh, – or they're watching those heat races – and not just because of the the positions, but to see how they run on this. You know, again, this yeah. is a good way to scout to figure out where you want to put which drivers you want to put where. Yeah, you're going to get the best idea. I, I mean, there's going to be some practices on Friday. You'll be able to take some from that. You'll be able to, you know, see speeds and and watch how guys are. But you'll actually be able to see them race against each other. Is it? I think they're 25 lap heat races. So that's a decent amount of racing. Uh, that that they'll get out there and you'll get to take that from them. So definitely keep an eye on those. Obviously, they'll set the starting lineup for the race. These those heat races will not count towards your your points or anything for your DFS lineups or anything like that. So it'll just be the main event on Sunday. But you can take a lot from that. Make sure you're over in our Discord. Uh, again, there's we'll have conversations during those races, after those races. Here's what we saw. Here's what we took away. That, that makes us change our mind on this guy or love this guy more or you know maybe we should play more of this guy fade this guy all of that fun stuff uh so yeah should be a good time i'm excited for it uh, again i think this is going to be fun racing 
You're going to need to find the guys that lead laps because uh, we've seen the last couple of years, it's been a couple of guys that have dominated the laps led section. But you also want to make sure you get those good finishing positions. Hope that you don't have Chase Briscoe in second place on the final corner and he ends up finishing in 22nd because uh, that can ruin your DFS day rather quickly. That can take it from a really good day to a really I want to throw a, a foam brick at the television day. I'd imagine some people lost a fair amount of money on that uh, that final corner. Yeah, well, when you try to pitch Including myself because I had Tyler Reddick at 20-1 to 1 to win the race, but... <laughs> I'm over that, as you can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You never hold on to anything. Yeah. Really. Don't hold on to those grudges, right? <laughs> nope. Not a, not a one. Not a single one. Uh, the, they are 15 lap qualifying races, by the way. Just 15. to okay. just to clarify, uh, we we don't want you spreading misinformation. It's yeah. just yeah. It's, we, we've been accused of that too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't know why we're so salty. My kids. I was telling you this beforehand. My kids uh, heard my my salty AF comment from the other day and. Uh, they were utterly appalled at my potty mouth. So um, I was like, I-, I apologize. I'm sorry. It's just, yes. well, you know, don't be, don't be salty AF. We'll be fine. <laughs> I will not be. I'll be dirty AF uh, this week as we watch the truck. And the, maybe don't say that to your kids. <laughs> this is, yeah, okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's why the explicit tag is on this, right? Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, do we have anything to break down? I know we talked yesterday in depth pretty much about the appeal process. Uh, obviously, we're recording this one a little earlier, so we don't know that Denny, what Denny Hamlin's outcome is yet. Yep. But obviously, once once we find something out, the Discord will be the first place to go for that information. But, um, yeah, I mean, is there any, any other news to talk about in the meantime? Yep, nothing else that's come out since uh, since we recorded the truck podcast. Obviously, go back and listen. You can hear our thoughts on the colleague appeal, what all happened there, uh, and then as well as the NASCAR team owners boycotting their meeting with NASCAR to, uh, on whatever day that was, Wednesday. <laughs> the days just all run together. But they sure do. Yeah, we have not, uh, obviously, we're recording a little bit early, so have not got the Denny Hamlin results yet, so we will talk about that once we uh, find out the results of his appeal. If they don't give him those points back, Rod, I've lost all faith in the appeal system. <laughs> I've I've already lost all faith. I don't even care if they do well, give true. them back. Well, true, yeah. All like, one kind of sank that ship already. <laughs> but the... I basically just lost faith in, in my, a lot of stuff. Like, well, I'm, I'm a faithless guy right now, so. Uh, all right, yeah, well. Can't argue with you there. I was going to say, before I go to hell and take all you guys with me, let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and start talking DFS then. Obviously, we said it. There's uh, There's a lot of laps up for grabs on this one. Uh, 250 to be exact. Uh, looking at some of the the last couple of races, we've had people lead uh, anywhere between 60, you know, 50. Uh, we did have Martin Truex Jr. lead 126 laps last season uh, in this race, and in fact, this was the year that he actually won the truck race as well. So uh, he came out, had a good showing in the truck race, and then came out and led 126 laps in the Cup race. Uh, didn't win that one. Nope, that one went to Joey Logano, uh, but Joey led 61. So you do want to have somebody, as much as we say that this is probably chaotic and uh, and things are going to happen, in fact, there were 14 cautions for 82 laps last year, and yet still uh, it was Tyler Reddick that led 99 laps. So all of these caution laps <laughs> can give you laps led as well, right? If you're leading yeah. during the cautions, you're going to lead those laps. So uh, they, you will, just, they will add up quickly. They really will. So you want somebody that's going to be in the lead, which is why these high-priced drivers, I think, are going to be drivers that you're going to be targeting. 
We'll give you high price. We'll give you mid. We'll give you some value drivers to uh, to build your lineups. Like Cody points out a lot, you sometimes can fit everybody in one lineup. I feel like this week you can as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you don't have to. You could definitely pick and choose all the drivers that you want. Play one, play all of them. It's up to you. Uh, we're just giving you our suggestions. Yeah, well, and this week I would say even more so than any other, at least in recent memory, like the top two, four, six, then the top seven guys from Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe, William Byron, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, like I can make an extremely strong case for all seven of those guys. I am going to have to go with multiple multiples of lineups this week because you you can find a scenario where each one of those guys leads a good chunk of laps in this, has a chance to win this race. Uh, and you can, I mean, each one, you can paint their own story. They have, A lot of them have either been good here in the past or they're very good dirt track guys, which we saw translate a little more last season than the season before. Does that narrative continue to go forward? Joey Logano's been good both times here. Kyle Busch obviously backed into the win last season. So I think that those those seven guys up top, more so than any other week, I mean, seems like on a general week-to-week basis, obviously the guys up top are, are going to be some of the best guys out there for sure, but you kind of feel like more, more confident and this guy's going to lead a lot of laps rather than that guy. This week, it's really, really tough to pick from this this high tier group uh, of guys. It's uh, you're going to have to go with multiple lineups. You're going to have to find some cheap guys, which we'll talk about later, to try and get a couple of these guys in there. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what ends up being the the best builds of the weekend. Yep, I agree too. And and look, because the same drivers that were hot last season are not necessarily the same drivers that are hot this season right now. So uh, that even makes it even more. Uh, hard to pick from because you know you look at last year last year the beginning of last year shaped up a whole lot different than the beginning of this year you know all the different winners we already had coming out of the gate last year you know we didn't have a lot of dominance so yeah it's it's uh it's pretty crazy but I think we picked some good ones Cody let's uh let's go ahead and start loading up their uh, DFS cards shall we yeah so leading off for me uh, this was a tough one between William Byron at 10,000 and Chase Briscoe at 10,200. I went against my heart and took Chase Briscoe uh, at the top of the board here. Again, I'm really, really big on Chase Briscoe this weekend. Not something you're going to hear me say very often. I might not even mention his name other than in the same breath as BJ McLeod for the rest of the season, but we'll see. I am very high on him this weekend. I talked about him on the pick show. Uh, make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't yet, but he finished 20th here the first season. Again, so-so. That race was was a fairly large mess, and so it is hard to take everything out of that. He finished 22nd here last year, but like I mentioned at the top, that is very deceiving finishing position because he led 59 laps. He was the fastest car at the end of the race, and he had, if he had five more laps, he was catching Tyler Reddick very quickly, decided to attempt the dive bomb, the slide job, doesn't quite work as well in these massive stock cars as it does in a sprint car. It did not work out for him. It did not work out for Tyler Reddick. Took them both out. Part of the seas for Kyle Busch, and he won the race. But Chase Briscoe did lead the 59 laps. He was very fast here. He was very good here. I mentioned it, right? He, he got off to a very slow start to the season. Was running with BJ McLeod. I was making fun of the guy. But uh, he put it together a little better the last couple of weeks. Uh, you go back to last week at Richmond, 
and he finished in 12th position. That's not horrible. Uh, and then you go back to the Phoenix race, uh, and that was where he ended up the 7th place race. So he does have his tracks where he is better at. He was go- very, very good, arguably one of the best cars last season. I have high hopes for him again this week. And in my opinion, this is his last chance to grab a win before the playoffs start. I, I don't foresee him winning anywhere else before they start. So he's got this one circled. This is going to be his chance. He's a big dirt guy. He was so close to it last season. Maybe he gets it done this year. I expect him to have that number 14 up front. He's also running in the truck race on uh, Saturday. We didn't talk about him much in the betting episode. His odds just kind of didn't line up quite where we liked it in comparison to some of the other guys in in the truck he's in. But that is laps on the track. It's more experience. I think that that is going to go into his bucket and help him on Sunday. And I expect Chase Briscoe to be very good. I'm glad you do. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I already I said it on the on the betting show. It's it's very difficult for me to cheer on uh, Chase Briscoe. But oh, I, same Rod, same. I know, I know. But you, but you look, and that's why you made a very that's good why you case have to for buy it. into it more when I do. Exactly. That's you made a very good case. <laughs> you made a very good case. I, I, and if I were if I were an instructor grading a paper on that, I would say that you definitely made a good argument even though I know your heart was not all the way into it. You probably you were probably right, trying to write with the hand, and your hand was like, stop it. Will you? No, don't do that. No, don't write these good things about Chase Tell, You can't do that. No, that goes against every fiber of your being. So I will back your play on Chase Briscoe just very cautiously uh, in my book. And I you know, tend to... The reason that he's up there is because of everything Cody said. You know, it's 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 not as if he's plucking this out of nowhere and trying to make a case for somebody who doesn't stand a chance. Um, obviously, in DFS purposes, it, it's definitely not going to hurt to have one and or more uh, lineups with Chase Briscoe in them. All right. My attention is turned to the winner of last week's race, and that's Kyle Larson. He's $10,900, and this is a lot to eat. I I 100% understand he's the highest-priced driver on this. He may end up being chalk because uh, people are are seeing that he won last week, uh, or he may end up not because he's too expensive. But I think that you need to at least have one or two lineups with him in it. Right now, as far as... Points per race go, fantasy points per race go. It's Josh Berry at 46.1. Of course, he's only run four races on the season. But Kyle Larson, of all the drivers that have run all nine races this year, Kyle Larson sits atop the list at 45.4 fantasy points per race. He has done nothing short of fantastic things for you outside of that minus nine that he got you that one day. <laughs> uh, a few weeks back, but last week he got you 91 uh, in the in the race there in Richmond, and then 29 in Coda, not not good there, uh, but 112 in the United Rentals Work United 500. I just wanted to say it because that was there when he led 201 laps. Look, Kyle Larson, it took him a, a long time to to find his stride last season, right? Oh, he he won Fontana, and we thought, oh, great, here we go, right? But then he sort of fell back off again after a second-place finish in Vegas. He finished 34th in Phoenix, 30th in Atlanta, 29th at Austin. But then he turns around, and he finishes 5th in Richmond, okay? 
Now, obviously, they had Martinsville to buffer Richmond and Bristol Dirt last season. Uh, he didn't have a good day there at 19th, but at Bristol Dirt, he finished fourth, then fourth at Talladega, then sixth at Dover, then second in Kansas, then ninth in Charlotte. That's when he started to get his stride back, right? He didn't win a lot of races in between then, but he started to get his stride back. And and again, I'm not even saying he's got to win this race to pay off. All he's got to do is be up front and, and sort of finish up front. And in fact, uh, last season in this race, he did lead 27 laps. He was one of four drivers to lead more than one lap in this race with Tyler Reddick, Suarez, and Briscoe being the other three. He managed a fifth place, uh, fourth place finish rather. He improved only one spot from his fifth place finish. But again, he ran 27 laps or in the front, which is pretty good for a, a day where, like we said, um, laps don't really get passed around all that often, especially under caution. Um, so you're, you're catching him on a time where he's starting to get a little bit hot. Um, I feel like he's, he's going to be able to, I don't know. I just, I, it's Kyle Larson, right? He can drive anything that you put him in. He's drive dirt. He can drive on asphalt. He can drive lawnmowers probably, uh, in, as fast as humanly possible. So, I would never count Kyle Larson out, especially now that you're getting him off of a win. Um, at least a top five finish in in this race. He'll probably lead some laps. I think he's going to be, again, he's either going to be chalk because everybody's going to see that he won last race or he's going to be faded because everybody's like, ah, but, you know, Kyle Larson can't win two in a row or can't do well two in a row, especially after last season. Yeah, I think he is going to be fairly popular, but for good reason. I mean, we're, we are a William Byron away from Kyle Larson already having three wins in this season. Like, the two races that William Byron won could have easily been won by Kyle Larson had his teammate William Byron not gotten him at the end. And we could it could be a whole different story. I saw a show last week, and, and I didn't click on it because I don't like clickbait headlines, but they were apparently talking about how is Kai? Is it time to hit the panic button on Kyle Larson? And I'm thinking, yeah, no, not so fast. Then of course he goes out, wins the race, and that probably changes everybody's tune on him. But obviously he's a legendary dirt car driver, still tears it up all the time the dirt cars, um, and he's good anywhere and everywhere except for super speedways. I always like to throw that out there because he sucks on those. But anyway, other than that, he is good always. Uh, he had he looked fast the first season we came here. Everybody was expecting him to dominate, win that race. He got caught up in a wreck early, ran into Christopher Bell after he wrecked, and, and it kind of ruined his day. But last season, he was fast. Like you said, he was up front a little bit of the race, ends up with a top five finish. That's a solid day. I expect Kyle Larson to be good. He is going to be highly rostered, of course. I do think that William Byron is a nice pivot off of him if you want to go somewhere that's maybe not quite as popular, but you cannot make an argument against Kyle Larson here. Uh, and You've got to have them in some of your lineups because if not, you will likely regret it. Yeah, cash lineups for sure. That's that's going to be a staple and and probably even in, in tournaments as well because you're going to need those points that he's going to give you. Uh, you could pivot anywhere else, I'm sure. But um, yeah, if he comes out and has a, a dominating day, you don't have him. That's on you, you know. So got to yeah. have at least one. Uh, all right. I love it. Uh, and you know what? Yeah, go ahead and, and write Kyle Larson off at your own risk. I just I feel like that's that's not a good angle to take uh, on this guy. He's still too young, too talented to uh, to be ignored. And now, you know, you can't. it's hard to stay on top of any sport 
for a long, long, long time, especially a sport like NASCAR. But I think he's going to make a, a pretty good run here over the next few years and shut us all yeah. up. Yeah, I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah, me <laughs> either. Um, all right. Well, we've got some mid-tier drivers to get to, uh, but first we've got to take a break and tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Well, with all these expensive drivers, we need to find a cheaper option for you out there to take a step down in comfortably. Uh, a couple of guys I think we talked about on the betting show are on this list, and for good reason, obviously, uh, as mid-tier drivers. So, Cody, why don't, you, uh, why don't you queue up who you got next? Yes, I'm hoping that people are sleeping on him uh, because I love this guy this week. He it feels like my secret weapon for this track at least in my opinion maybe everybody will be on him and i could be wrong but daniel suarez only eight thousand one hundred dollars let's go back and take a look at his last two seasons at this track rod in 2021 he led 58 laps in route to a fourth place finish and then last season he led 64 laps had to settle for a 12th place finish there at the end so that part was a little disappointing but 64 laps was impressive we know these track house cars are good. We know they're fast. We continuously see that week in and week out. If you go back and look at every single race this season, including his dual race, including the clash at the Coliseum, he has scored fast laps in every single one of them when it comes to DFS. And he has had some good runs, but most importantly, he has been fast and good at this Bristol dirt race. I think that was a shocker to everyone when it kind of happened again, like Joey Logano winning the race. Suarez doesn't have much of a history as far as dirt tracks go. Uh, the road courses he's been pretty good on, that's not as surprising. Uh, came up you know, racing in Mexico on a lot of road courses. That's kind of how he got his start. But the dirt thing has been surprising. I'm hoping people have forgotten how good he was the last couple of seasons. And $8,100, like that is very, very cheap for a guy that, led 64 laps, led 58 laps in the two races we have here to look at. Um, and so, yeah, Daniel Suarez is almost locked for me uh, no matter where he starts because if he starts up front, he's got that upside of possibly getting up there and leading those laps. If he starts farther back, you're going to get that place differential. I think he can score you a good finish either way. So Daniel Suarez is going to be in a lot of my lineups. Yeah, I do like the Daniel Suarez take. Again, it's just a it's a matter of trusting that he's going to be able to put together a full race and not get caught up in something because unfortunately that's kind of what happens with Daniel Suarez. I mean, he'll he'll get he'll get a good run and then eventually something will catch up to him. And it's just, you know, it's tough. Uh we did see him get his win and that was exciting uh, at at Sonoma, but uh yeah, I mean, it's just it's been a rough go. I I would like to see more success for Daniel Suarez and maybe part of that's him putting himself in those positions or maybe it's just bad luck finding him but um yeah I think I think because of that though Cody I think that might be a safe play that a lot of people are going to be off of him um at least the casual DFSers out there that that don't necessarily pay close attention you know the ones that just kind of throw a lineup in they're probably not going to want Daniel Suarez because again at $8,100 
um, it, it's a little bit difficult of a sell because you're looking at other guys in that that vicinity and they're bigger names with much bigger uh, upsides, I suppose, in in a lot of people's minds, right? You've got the Harvicks, the Bowmans, um, the, the Truexes, the Hamlins even, if you want to go up a little bit more. Those are the guys that, that they're, they're going to be looking at. So um, I wanted to say autoplay Kevin Harvick, but this is kind of a tough track for him. I, I wanted to I wanted to pick him, but I can't. Yeah, it, it, I mean, again, it, and he's, uh, what is his price at? He's 83, he's right? Insane. We talked about this last week, just to just to touch on him uh, real quick. So two weeks ago, he was $8,000 salary. Last week, 10800 as they just jacked it all the way up. And then he falls back to 8300 this week. I believe we said that would happen. We said to watch out for it. So he's not a bad play. I did give out a play for him to be the top forward over on the show. Also wrote that up in my article over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Make sure you check that out as well. But uh, I, I do think that you can rely on him for a solid day. So it's never bad to look at Harvick when he's in this range. We talked about not playing him last week because he was too expensive. You saw that kind of play out, right? He didn't score enough points to justify that price. And he, he's, he has uh, skyrocketed the wrong direction again. Well, the right direction for us again as far as price goes. So, yeah, you could play him. But I do like Daniel Suarez here. I'm hoping he will be different. He did start the season out with three straight top ten finishes. Been a little bit of a rough streak since then. But coming back to a track where he's had a lot of success on, I think he could repeat that success. Uh, and hopefully maybe be that that secret weapon you need to just push your lineup over the edge. I concur. Um, all right, well, I am going to follow mine uh, with Brad Kozlowski. I'm, I was looking in the 7,000 range, and, you know, I saw Josh Berry, I saw Austin Dillon, I saw Bubba Wallace, I saw Ryan Priest, and I was like, I don't know. I, and then I saw Brad Kozlowski. It's just they price him in this range where – I just feel like that's the name I have to say every single week, you know, and it's it's a weird thing to have to be on Brad Kozlowski every single week in DFS. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, you look at it for his price. Uh, again, he is at uh, $7,600 this week. Uh, last week he was at 8300 and he got you 51 points. The week before that he was at 7900 he got you one. Uh, the week before that, yeah, that's a road course though. He's yeah, it is those. a road course. It's not, <laughs> it's not fun. In Atlanta, he, uh, eight was $8,500. He got you 56. So again, it's been a, it's been a kind of a bonkers sort of a year for Brad Kozlowski. Um, we talked about just how, how he's sort of been on the fringe of being good. He's, he's been fast. We, we've, we've commented on how, uh, we're excited about RFK. Um, but by and large his average finish at 15.9. Not building a strong case for him, but on this dirt track, in two seasons, Brad Kozlowski has finished in 11th place in both of them. So, again, if you want to talk about the model of consistency, that's about as consistent as it gets. Two 11th place finishes after a 20th place start and an 18th place start. I mean, that's already nine points right there in place differential for you. Uh, right, because every every one spot is one point. Um, then you start throwing in maybe a few uh, uh, fastest laps if he can get them in there. He won't lead a lap on this, but at, at seventy, uh, you know, seventy six hundred, I'm not expecting him to lead laps. I just want him to finish in at least eleventh place again, 
uh, and and maybe get me some. Because again, if if he starts somewhere in the twenty four range, if he gets me fifty points at a seventy six hundred dollar clip, I'll take that. Like I I like that return. Um, if he can get me some place differential and and uh, finish in a nice solid position, a uh, nice solid eleventh place again. And who knows, maybe he scoots up into the top ten this time. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the potential for it to happen, but at least I know he's probably not going to finish worse than 11th because uh, he hasn't yet in two tries out of this track. So, um, yeah, Brad Keselowski at $7,600. Go ahead and load him up for me. I don't want to go heavy on him, but I think that, uh, you know, this is a good... I don't know that too many people are going to be uh, really on him to to place up in the top 15 even. He, he's Rod's secret weapon in DFS. Uh, you like to bring him up a lot, but it's worked out for you pretty well. Uh, we saw it. you brought him up for the Bristol pavement race in the fall ends up leading a ton of laps. If it wasn't for a flat tire, likely would have won that race. Uh, and his teammate, of course, and a car that he co-owns with, uh, in Chris Busher there ended up winning that race. So yeah, you, you know, when to hit Brad and he does seem like one of those guys that's priced low enough that people don't really think about him there. And he's low enough in price, but a good enough driver in solid enough equipment that it makes it work. I don't know if you saw the uh, RFK tweet today, but they tweeted out a picture of his uh, Hawaiian Rolls car, and they had changed the name on the uh, nameplate above the door there to Brad Keselowski. Oh. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to refer to him as Brad from now on, and I might uh, just call him Brad, Brad Keselowski all the time. You know, uh, sometimes the you don't give yourself your best nickname. Somebody else does, so... Uh, all right. I thought that was that was very clever. So that actually is absolutely <laughs> clever, one hundred percent. And you know, look, sometimes you got to take one for the sponsors, right? And this is an that's opportunity right. where where that's got to happen. So, um, all right. Well, we're uh, we're down with the uh, mid tier drivers, so let's uh, move on to the low and the value drivers. But we've got to take a quick break before we do that. And tell you about our driver giveaway. We're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. Contest is completely free to enter, and you gotta have it and to have a chance to win, you can get a tailor-made driver, an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing is gonna take place on Sunday, April the 8th. So make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. So there's going to be uh, room on your roster for some lower price guys, some guys that will give you some value. Uh, I like the two that we've got for us. I, and we talked about them on the gambling show. Once again, uh, this probably isn't the only one that you guys listen to, but if it is, we've got betting episodes where we go pretty heavy into detail on a lot of these guys that we talk about here. So uh, if you would like to hear more about them, uh, please go to the betting episode where we talk about them. I mean, we cover them enough here, but from a DFS angle. Um, but if you want to hear a little bit more about them, hit those uh, betting episodes as well. Betting episode on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast? Who would have thought, Rod? Nobody. Nobody thinks about that. But, I mean, and this goes to show you how much there is crossover between betting and your fantasy, your DFS place sometimes. And even though these guys are on the lower tier of the DFS pricing, we still found ways to bet on them. Again, that whole you can bet throughout the field as well. So definitely go check that out. I am going to go to a guy that I have found myself to be surprised to be high on, but I can't help it. Ty Gibbs. Uh, he's at 6,700, so I kind of went to the, the higher end of the low tier, but 
He is a guy that I am very high on this week. Not much when it comes to dirt experience for Ty Gibbs. He has run some ARCA races on the dirt and ran some carts back in the day when he was younger. So there's not really much I can go to as far as statistics looking back on this. But he has proven to be solid in his time filling in for Kurt Busch towards the end of last season. And then starting off his rookie campaign this season, he's got three finishes in a row of ninth place on a uh, super speedway, basically, in Atlanta, a road course in Coda, and a short track in Richmond. Three completely different styles of racing, three solid ninth place finishes, not super flashy. He's likely not going to lead you laps. He's likely, he might actually score you some fastest laps. He isn't a fast car. Those Gibbs cars are strong. They're good. And, and Ty, I mean, you're getting a Gibbs car all the way down at the bottom here, 6,700. So he's hanging out ar around guys like Justin Haley, Jonathan Davenport, Michael McDowell, AJ Allmendinger, Eric Amarola. Those guys are all in this general vicinity, and, and he is clearly in the best car of them. And he's been getting nice, solid results for you. Uh, last week, like I said, he started 14th, moved up to 9th. Not much, but 42 points. Again, at this price point, that is perfectly fine. I will take that. He was actually $7,300 last week on his salary. This week, it's dropped to 6700 Again, there is a little bit of unknowns on Bristol Dirt because we've not seen it from him before. He didn't really run in the truck series. I don't know that he's ever started a race in the truck series, honestly. Uh, he just jumped straight to Xfinity, but we know this kid is uberly talented. There is no question about that. Uh, and I don't think a bunch of people are going to be on him because we don't know what he's going to do. So I think this is your chance to get in and maybe you strike gold the first time he's out and uh, you hit it before next year. He's way higher priced because by that time he's possibly winning races and, and had a good performance this season. Yeah, again, the Gibbs, this Gibbs thing is going to continue to move on and, and he's going to get so much better over the course of the next. And if he's already cranking out three ninth place finishes, you know, there's really... There's two ways to go, but for a guy like Gibbs, I think there's only really one place to go, and that's start moving up that leaderboard. And you know, you're going to be looking in the rear view very soon and seeing that uh, that 54 car kind of filling it up. So uh, I like this play again, just from a, a sheer standpoint of he could very well put that that finish in there. And look, if he finishes ninth again, I mean that's already 35 base points. You know, you put a few. Uh, uh, things up there. Thirty-five. You know, that's that's it's sixty-nine hundred. You know, we're talking four or five times worth of of investment. Again, I'm not good at math, so don't recheck that. But um, you'll take that. Yeah. So, um, all right. <clears throat> my next driver, my my value driver, is coming in at sixty-four hundred dollars, and that's Michael McDowell. Not a name we talk about often uh, on this show at all, whether it's DFS or betting from that standpoint. But the reason I picked McDowell is not because he's a you know a, a brilliant driver that gives you top tens every week. But I tell you what, at Bristol Dirt, I don't know he turned something on. He had a ninth place finish last season. He started seventeenth. That's that's pretty damn good right there. He started sixteenth in the first season, finished twelfth. Not uh, not a huge place differential in that, but still a twelfth place finish for a guy. That uh, is $6,400. I'm definitely going to take that all day long um, because that's, that's just outside of the top 10. That's 31 base points right there, uh, $6,400. I don't need to do a whole lot of math to know that that's pretty good return 
just right off the bat. You know, that's not counting fast laps as well. Um, so, again, Michael McDowell is going to be sneaky on this track. For whatever reason, he seems to find it. Um, and then this season, it's it's not been all that bad for him. Like, he's at a 13th place in Phoenix, uh, 12th place in Austin, and a 6th place last week in Richmond, right? Um, he actually had a 26th place start in California and moved up to 18th place. So, not bad there. He led six laps in that race as well. Um, you know, that was definitely on on different strategy obviously but still um so he's not necessarily been killing you in dfs this year uh it's been a pretty decent run for him so far and like i said at sixty four hundred dollars the other guys that you're looking at in that vicinity is eric almarola aj allmendinger eric jones austin sindrick noah gragson harrison burton todd gilliland ty dillon i love Corey lajoy but not on this track J.J. Yaley, Hamlin's probably going to take him out. You got Cody Ware and B.J. McLeod. Like, those are your options below uh, <laughs> below Michael McDowell. So if I'm going to go to the lowest part that I feel comfortable taking anybody, it's Michael McDowell there at 6,400. We know he's good finisher. You know he's a good finisher here. So I'll take that risk. Yeah, I like this play as well. We talked about him on the betting show. Like you said, found a good way, fun way to bet on him. He's very solid, and he's a guy doesn't get much TV time. They don't talk about him much. Like I said, you know, on the betting episode, he had that one flashy Daytona 500 win, obviously. But other than that, this guy will just top 15 you, top 10 you to death. And that is what you're looking for back here. He's got a fairly safe floor, and there's a little bit of upside there as well. Uh, and, you know, it seems like some of these veteran drivers that just know how to stay out of trouble, how to take things easy, how to learn quickly do good on these types of tracks we don't come to very often which this is one of those types and so he's already put in the results of the previous two races here so i like this as well um and again at this cheap of a price all those guys you named off around him ty dillon bj mcleod i'm not wanting to play those kinds of guys so if i can sneak up just a little bit and fit in a guy like mcdowell uh i feel like that's a, a very solid play yes sir again Everybody in the 30s, beware. Denny Hamlin is coming after you. So, uh, just kidding. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's get out your pen and paper, and we will go over the drivers that we have selected for this Food City Dirt Race. Uh, why did I just literally click off of it? Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> I had it on the tab, and now I don't have uh, it open. I can do the recap for you. Oh, Cody, do the recap for us. Go for it. All right. So I started off with Chase Briscoe, $10,200. Rod went over to Kyle Larson at $10,900. I took Daniel Suarez, $8,100. Rod went with Brad Keselowski at $7,600. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do the recap, just so I could throw it out there Good again. job. Good job. I took Ty Gibbs as my low-tier driver, $6,700. And Rod went with Michael McDowell, $6,400. You can fit all these guys in with $100 to spare. We just squeaked by. So we're pretty good. And we do not, I promise you, we did not put in the effort to try and fit these in. Beforehand, we just pick our drivers uh, and plug them in. And then it just sometimes works out like that. Again, don't just blindly play this lineup, but keep an eye on the races, on the qualifying, all of that. Uh, and yeah, I think these are all good, solid guys you can use in your different builds, uh, no matter where they start, no matter how they do. Uh, and I think we can expect positive weeks from all of them. 
I agree with you on that, or else we wouldn't have given him to you. That's really all it is, right? It's kind of how this works. <laughs> it's kind of how this works. Um, all right. Well, that'll that'll wrap up like the main portion of our week, man. I, I don't I don't know that I like only two circuits. Uh, whatever. They need to extend. And man, we're getting we've had we've been spoiled with truck series lately, but we're getting to periods where they're going to be gone for a few weeks at a time here coming up. So uh, I don't like that. I think they need to expand the trucks to thirty six weeks. Expand Xfinity of 36 weeks and uh, just give us all three every week. Yep. Yep. And if, throw IndyCar and F1 in there too. Yes. Do that. And then whatever. They take off way too many weeks. <laughs> oh, they really do. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that on the next F1 gambling podcast and we'll, yeah. we'll lay into them for that one, but whatever. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back with some fun uh, again tomorrow. We'll have a, a special episode with a special guest um, and we'll, we'll just have some more fun with you guys. Uh, and, 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 you know, just do what we do here on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. So, all right, Cody, in the meantime, let's wrap it up and let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Uh, join us in the Discord as well. Uh, again, if you don't know how to get there, we, we always put it out on our Twitter and stuff, but you can hit us up over there. We'll get you in there. You can type in sg.pn slash Discord, and that will take you a little shortcut to get over there. But get in there, join the conversation. It's a fun time, and uh, we got a lot of a good group of people in there. Yes, we do. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, the back road is live and kicking it off today or tomorrow or whenever you want to watch it. It's always on demand. Uh, they got some good stuff coming out this week, uh, and of course, if you're watching on YouTube, hey man, wait, and, and ladies, thanks for watching. We're just we're having a blast doing this so far. Uh, so if you like it. Like the videos, subscribe, click the bell, do all the little thingies you got to do. And then, of course, if you're an OG podcast listener, leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. Let us know, uh, you know, how you like us. Of course, if you got any comments for how what we could do better, save those for the Discord. That's always more fun so we can talk right back at you. Uh, leave all the good stuff out there on the reviews so that way we can keep climbing up and the bosses continue to keep us on the air. So, Mama said if you don't have nothing nice to say. Don't say nothing at all. Go on the internet. That goes that goes for the reviews. But <laughs> hit us up privately if you have, you know, critiques. We can take that. Just don't leave it in your review. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the show. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.